Yeah. One and done. But, you know, instant party. The swinging medallion. That's it, man. They were out of South Carolina. Huh. Um, one hit wonders. But it was just a, you know, party. Yeah. And uh, appropriate because uh, I don't know if you saw New Wallet Hub report uh, ranks New Hampshire among the least stressed states in the country. Okay. That's it. That's it, man. <laughs> Everybody, most stressed states in the country. Yeah. Top 10. Okay. Tennessee, 10. Texas, 9. Bama, 8. Oklahoma, 7. What are you, what are you so stressed in Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, 6. Mississippi, 5. West Virginia, 4. New Mexico, 3. Nevada, 2. Louisiana, 1. It's interesting. They're all southern states. Yeah. And they're all looking at the Gulf, waiting for the next hurricane to come in. Yeah. Uh, the least stressed states. New Jersey, 10. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> Nebraska, nine. Massachusetts, eight. Not the way they drive. <laughs> Those guys are wrapped tighter. <laughs> uh, North Dakota, seven. Hawaii, six. Mm. I would have thought Hawaii, but anyway. New Hampshire, five. Okay. Wisconsin, four. South Dakota, three. Minnesota, two. Utah, number one. Uh-huh. Least stressed. It's a dry state. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No drinking down there, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing gets stressed about it. I mean, right. First time I went to Utah, I was at a conference uh, in St. George's, Utah, and I stopped by to have a drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nowhere in the state. Nowhere. Nope. nope really? Nope, nope. Nope. Couldn't do it. Uh, do they sell? I mean, do they even sell beer and like? And then, uh, yeah, you could get something, but there were weird hours. It was, That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Well, and I didn't get it because I came up from Arizona, and I uh, a town in Arizona. I forget. Was it on Page? Might have been Paige. Anyway, mm. I was at a bar, and that's where I learned to put the lime in the uh, neck of the Corona bottle, oh, yep. turn it upside down. Mm-hmm. Okay, and there was a big sign over the bar that said, "Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you could be in Utah." <laughs> I didn't get what the joke was. <laughs> then I got to Utah. And right. went, oh, I get it. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. So congratulations. We are, um, and you you pointed out the most stressed states seem all down south. Least, See, I always thought it was the exact opposite. I always thought the northeast states. Le- least stressed states. Um, N- Mass, North Dakota. <laughs> forget Hawaii. Uh, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, South Dakota, Minnesota. The northern two. Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. really, I, that to- kind to- of blows me away. Total flip-flop. Yeah. So if you're wondering why we're saying, hey, it was 25 this morning. Yeah. <laughs> See, we just roll with it, right. man. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I woke up this morning, dogs went out and went, Okay, I can do this. Yeah, this is all right. Not as bad. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, we didn't have a. a it was an easy ride in this morning. Mm-hmm. It's like it was all right. So, it looks like we've uh, ditched the cold weather. Yeah, we're getting there. That's, yeah. that's yeah, fine. It's supposed to be like forty-five ish today. I think that's fine. Yeah, a little warmer tomorrow. It's yeah, like, it's okay. It's yeah. all good. So, um, thank you for coming in. Yeah, this is your last day in hell. <laughs> for now. Yeah. For now. Well. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Goldilocks said, mumbled something about another week off. Jeez, I know. Getting cocky here, girl. I don't know what your problem is. You got three days. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> but uh, Jeannie should be back in the fold yep. tomorrow. Yep. So, um, with her little uh, Florida basted on tan, uh, <laughs> that'll be good. And she's always good for stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she sent me a picture. Um, I don't know. They, they were on a, a jetty and somebody caught a fish um, i don't know what kind of fish it was but had honking teeth oh, yeah. she goes wow look at the fish they have down here why would you send me a picture of 
fish teeth. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, dear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know just what I like. Yeah, wow. Right to the heart. <laughs> wow. So anyway, she'll have some stories for us, too, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But uh, let's see, this morning, jeez, um, I don't know, we got uh, Jess probably by. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff White, I know they had a capture. And we oh, have good. a new Fugitive of the Week. Yep. Um, Mark Beauchene, New Hampshire Fishing Game, because yesterday we talked to uh, uh, Lieutenant uh, uh, Lieutenant Brown mm-hmm. uh, down at uh, Unit 6, District 6, uh, and he was talking about the lobster trap beach cleanup thing they've got coming yeah. up on April 16th, which coincidentally is Discover Wild New Hampshire Day mm-hmm. at Fishing Game Headquarters, uh, and they put like 10,000 people through there. I mean, that's a mob scene. Wow. Um, but the good news is, because it's on a Saturday, um, the uh, Supreme Court building uh, parking lot on Hazen Drive is empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Department of Transportation lot is empty, and the fishing game lot, Department of Safety lot. So you can find places to park, That's good. which is great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they'll put ten thousand people through there. Wow, heartbeat! It's a mob scene. Huh. It's free, and yeah. it, it, it just piles in and yeah. sees fish and deer and blah blah blah. It's it's a great time. So Mark will be by to chat with us and. Uh, might take a stroll up to the North Country today and talk to the uh, cranky old guy north of the notch, John Harrigan, the uh, um, outdoor, was the outdoor writer for the union leader for, I don't know, 30 years. Wow. Now he still writes columns all over uh, <laughs> New Hampshire. So he gives a good perspective on north of the notches. So, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yep. that kind of a day. Nothing, uh, nothing too urgent today, and I kind of like that. It's always a nice feeling. Yeah, just kind of work into the day slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I don't know, tomorrow or um, talk to a few um, people, um, pol- politicos, mm-hmm. uh, because the, um, there's the, I knew this was coming. Uh, the Democratic National Committee uh, is drafting a proposal to have states like New Hampshire apply to hold the earliest presidential primaries. Yeah. yeah. See where this is going? Okay. So basically, at a meeting of the DNC Rules and Bylaws Committee uh, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. members discussed having states like New Hampshire apply to hold an early nominating contest instead of following the traditional presidential nominating calendar. The DNC would then pick up to five states to hold the first ones. So right now, the Iowa caucuses, which I've never liked the caucus mm-hmm. anyway, uh, that's going to go. But then it's followed by the New Hampshire primary, Nevada, and South Carolina. But a future shakeup is possible. Uh, so we'd have to say, we want to be number one. Nevada's going to come in and say, we want to be number one. Um, well, isn't it in our Constitution to have the first primary? Yeah. yeah. We, we have to be a week ahead of anybody else. Right. So, yeah. But the DNC can go, right. uh, full vote on this could happen in August or September. And I want to get, uh, and I want to uh, put the pressure on Senator Shaheen, mm-hmm. Senator Hassan. Um, I, I uh, had a conversation with former Governor Lynch a little while ago. Talked yeah. to John. Come on, you, you know, you may not be standing members of the committee, but you know people. Right. Keep New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah so. Why is that? Why does it have to change? Like, why does everything have to change? Well, the the, the big crank with them, and and I really hate it, um, is New Hampshire is not diverse enough. Mm. And I'm like, I'm sorry, we still face the same issues. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. Inflation, the economy, ba 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 ba. As as people in Mississippi do or Nevada or South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So our our, our um, you know, 
population percentage of Asian, black, Hispanic, white is primarily white. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. But the issues are the same. And one of the people that I spoke to, elected officials, said, New Hampshire's incredibly diverse. Look what we've got. And they were talking about diversity of industry, diversity Mm -hmm. of, okay, so stop playing the race card. Yeah. You know, if you're going to talk diversity, talk diversity Mm -hmm. in terms of professions and ages and people, blah, blah, blah. Come on. Yeah. But no, they just want to play the card. (sighs) Again, the woke card. Mm, Yeah. um, And New Hampshire has proven time and again, we do it right. There's never a screw up. We don't have to wait for ballots. Right. Uh, gee, uh, 10,000 ballots disappeared. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. They were found on the back of a cab at Manchester Airport. Right. You know, we've never had that problem. Mm-hmm. We've done it by the numbers. Yep. And everyone goes, nice job. Yeah. And somebody else pointed out to me, and they said, uh, um, I'll, I'll leave the names out. Um, but they said, okay, look, Joe Biden didn't do well in New Hampshire because they measured him and said, you know, there's some stuff there we're really not happy with. And he mm-hmm. came in fifth. Mm-hmm. But he got the bounce in South Carolina right. because one guy, uh, Representative Clymer, um, Clyburn, uh, uh, backed him. Yep. And whom? And then, oh, hey, I'm the guy. Yeah. But now that he's there, we see the constant missteps, the, the little cue cards that right. he has. Well, I mean, and plus, I mean, the, the main reason he ultimately ended up being president was just because he... Uh, everyone. Well, that and, yeah. and the fact that all the other candidates realized that if they didn't throw their support behind him, Trump that, was going to win. Right. Yeah. And, so. and he he and his people said, sit down, shut up. Yeah. Back it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get your jobs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the things that people saw Joe Biden lacking as a candidate have come to fruition mm-hmm. in, in some of the ways you look at him as president. So New Hampshire was not wrong by saying, you're not the first. You weren't our first choice. Yeah. So you're going to hold that against us that we actually weighed and measured the candidates that we found him wanting. Come well, on. That's that's not always the way it works, though. You know. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. Truth and honesty aren't. Yeah, I know. Hot commodities in these politics. Days. Oh God, no. Yeah. No. A uh, sixteen is the time. We'll take a quick break. Back with more right after this. Twenty-one is the time. Uh, you know, you said uh, a few minutes ago that honesty and, and truth aren't necessarily big factors in yeah. politics. Um, I, I saw Statement a of the century, I know. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> but I saw a survey. It amazes me how much people delude themselves. A surprise. This was a new survey. A surprising number of Americans think they could win an unarmed fight against a variety of wild animals. 
Okay? Okay. Most Americans, 72%, believe they could beat a rat in a fight, despite the rodent's large teeth. Okay. Yeah. Um, But um, Americans are not confident in their abilities to beat a grizzly bear. (laughs) Only 6% said they could beat a grizzly bear and win. So they're talking about like a like a like a fist to fist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, grizzly bears stand up to eight feet tall. The yeah, males like weigh up to seventeen hundred pounds. Yeah. Like seriously, <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Wow. Uh, Americans were slightly more confident in their ability to win against a lion. Eight uh, percent. They weigh four hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> what are you kidding me with this? It's just a wall of teeth and claws. A bold nine percent. Of Americans think they could take on a crocodile and win. <laughs> Normal length for an older, mature adult male saltwater crocodile, 17 feet. And weighs somewhere between 17, 1,700 pounds and 2,200 pounds. A, a, a shocking 15% of Americans believe they could win against a king cobra, one of the longest and most venomous snakes on the <laughs> earth. I'm like, what is it? Uh, some woman, uh, she's a uh, 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 Bangor University a School of Biological Sciences, said, you don't tangle with the world's largest venomous snake and expect to win unless your IQ is smaller than your shoe size. <laughs> Seriously. She said, in other words, the King Cobra would win every time, no exceptions. Yeah. Uh, wow, 15% think they'd win. <laughs> that's like one in seven people. That's, yeah. That's horrifying. Uh, man, do you not own a mirror in your house? <laughs> what is your problem? Unbelievable. I mean, I think I'd have a hard time fighting off like a cat, <laughs> let alone like a you know 600-pound lion or something. Uh, okay, I will tell you. I I was up in the woods one day, and I was uh, cutting wood uh, with my gator, mm-hmm. and um, I went off the trail to back up. All of a sudden, this partridge <laughs> is charging the gator. Yeah. I mean, partridge. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it is a little three-pound thing. Oh, wow. But she was ripped. Yeah. So, obviously, I was near a nest. Mm-hmm. And Mama was doing yeah. her medieval act. Yeah. Scared the hell out of me. Yeah. And I'm in a big, you know, 500-pound gator. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I'm going to reverse. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, do we... Uh, uh, bumper uh, hmm? snake? Do we have uh, a snake up there? Snake... Uh, to, on the top. Oh yeah, we do. Yep. All right. Um, can can you hit that for a sec? Yeah. Take me in, oh tender woman. Take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, tender woman. Side the snake. She clutched him to a bosom. You're so beautiful, she cried. But if I hadn't brought you in, by now you might have died. Now she stroked his pretty skin again and then kissed and held him tight. But instead of saying thanks, that snake gave her a vicious bite. Take me in, oh tender woman. Take me in for heaven's sake. Even a while 
special feature. Seriously, dude, what the hell were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Virginia man fought for survival after he was bitten by his pet African pit viper that he was keeping as a pet. The guy was rushed to the hospital where they tried to uh, uh, hit him with anti-venom. Uh, and apparently, they're saying, well, it's it's usually docile and unaggressive. It's a snake! It's a pit viper, for God's sake! What are you doing? And apparently they had to inject him with massive amounts of and they were still not sure if he was going to survive it. Why would you keep an African pit viper as as a pet? I mean, come on, guys. What is this? And uh, last they knew, he was still alive. Um, the fangs are up to two inches long. And the Virginia Aquarium uh, and Marine Science Center supplied 35 bottles of anti-venom for this guy. 35 bottles just for the one guy. And some other guy um, in North Carolina lost fingers this month after being bitten by the same species of snake. And he was treated with 44 bottles of anti-venom. Okay, that's not my idea of a pet. That I've got, hey, can he keep 44 bottles of anti-venom around? Come on. Get a cat, get a dog, please. Uh, 8.28 is the time. I, I'm sorry, I'm not a snake fan. I just, uh, I just, I don't get it. I don't, I, I'm Probably one of you has a snake. We aren't even supposed to have venomous snakes <laughs> as pets. Not me, man. Uh, sorry. I don't even think it's legal. I, 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 I can't probably. imagine it would be. Oh, yeah. And especially if you've got kids around the house. Uh, patting the snake. No! <laughs> yeah. No! Go ahead and pet the gaboon viper. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, man, A28. We're going to take a break. Back with more after this. Okay, so you're Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. Yeah, I'm like Shania. I'm not easily impressed. But when Discover Wild New Hampshire Day comes by, I am impressed. And it is coming back again, boys and girls. Saturday, April 16th at the Fishing Game Department headquarters on Hazen Drive in Concord. And someone who knows a lot more about it than I do, from the aforementioned Department of Fish and Game, Mr. Mark Beauchene. Morning, Mark. Hey, good morning, Peter. Thanks for having me on this morning. Well, you know, yesterday we talked to uh, Lieutenant Delane Brown. He was talking about the lobster trap cleanup, and I figured, well, that happens to be the same day as you, so I wanted to give equal time. Well, you know, that's the right thing to do. Well, I, th- <laughs> I, I thought so. It. Yeah. So, yes, Discover Wild New Hampshire Day after a two-year nap. Um, has Oof. come back in force. Um, I've been planning a, New Hampshire's largest free one-day event for the past two months and really looking forward to it. we got about 60-plus exhibitors coming here. Wow. Um, of course, you know, those who haven't been here, I don't know where they've been, but we shut down basically the entire parking lot in, uh, at Fishing Game headquarters, put up large tents, things like that, so we can house all these exhibits. And 
give pl- ample room for folks to move around and enjoy these exhibits. It's a lot of stuff is hands-on, you know, for kids um, and even big kids. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, we're talking five, excuse me, five, eight, ten thousand people. Historically, uh, we see about, you know, if we were to average over the past 30 years, we've done this, Peter. Oh, gosh. Now, think about that. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long time. Yeah, it really I've, is. I've been part of it for, oh, roughly 24 of those 30 years. And, wow. Um, yeah, we average probably around 7,000 people. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. So in 2018 and 2017, we saw excess of 10,000 people come through our event. Um, you know, and of course, you know, we, they're here for the day, so we make sure that there's good things for them. So we have food trucks this year. Ooh, ooh, ooh good. Oh, yeah. Good, so good. that's always, that's a draw in itself, too. But, you know, there's other things that are just as much of a draw, you know, like getting to meet the officers. Yep. Um, and, of course, the dog demos. Oh. oh. Uh, the retriever dog demos are always very popular. The, the canine. I mean, to see Moxie and Cora. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, all the girls will be here. Um, along, you know, the New Hampshire Falconers will be here also. Ooh. Um, which is always a very popular to see these these birds up close and and you know just to get a just a very close look at how beautiful they are you know it's just very cool and I know people love the stocking truck too oh gosh yeah yeah the kids get up on there and get to you know check out these giant fish that are in the truck and yeah we could just go on and on but you know this wouldn't be possible without a grant through New Hampshire's Wildlife Heritage Foundation mm. this is free event. They they provide us um, the funding to be able to put this on. So what they try to do is they have a raffle. They have um, you know all kinds of items that come from all the exhibitors. You know it's a raffle, so you'd be supporting the event by buying raffle tickets. Um, I know Pat from Kentucky River Canoe and Kayak donated a kayak, so you might have a chance at a kayak. Ooh. I believe there's a firearm in there. There's all kinds of goodies. So wow. Now, now the, what are the hours? This is Saturday, April sixteenth. Saturday, April sixteenth. From ten, 10 to 3. 10 to 3, okay. Yep. Okay. And I recommend folks plan on being here for the day because, you know, it's just so much to see. And I it, mean, it's, the, it's free admission. It's free. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's free. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And, and we're working on the weather order. I don't, I don't want to place that weather order too soon. No, no, I hear you. Um, so we're, you know, just kind of feeling it out right now. And, but in a couple it, of weeks, we'll know what it is. And again, because it's on a Saturday... Uh, pretty much, uh, the, the, the parking spots up on Hazen Drive are wide open. Correct, correct. So we basically park from uh, Eastside Drive to Loudon Road. All those parking lots are open for people to park in, and then they can walk up to our facility. Um, we basically shut down that entire Hazen Drive just for traffic for uh, Discover Wild New Hampshire Day, folks coming and going, and, of course, parking, too. Right. Wow. Wow. So uh, after a two-year hiatus, I mean, that 10,000, excuse me, that 10,000 number, we got to go over that this year. Boy, I would love to see that. I think that would be fabulous. And I, you know, I think people are ready and they want it. You know, there's, I mean, I could run down the list of exhibitors. It's just, it's awesome. So folks want to see who's coming to Discover Wild New Hampshire Day. They can go to wildnh.com and just in the search bar, just go to events. Um, Soon the Discover Wild New Hampshire Day page will be up, but if they just can't wait anymore, they want to see some pictures or things like that, wildnh.com, search the events, and you're there. Wow. And this is so cool because um, starting uh, Friday, opening day of salmon season, uh, so, okay, then the... the, uh, um, uh, we've got uh, trout fishing open this in April. Uh, so, yeah, the weekend after Discover Wild yeah. Hampshire Day that happens, and then youth turkey. And yeah, and it's just bang, 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 bang. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, welcome, welcome to spring in New Hampshire. Everything happens all at once. Oh, I love it. And but you're, you're such a great kickoff. I mean, right there before opening weekend uh, or opening day of trout season and before youth turkey, it's Discover Wild New Hampshire Day. That is right. Wow. And you know, the forever locked moose will be here. They haven't been out in quite a while. Oh well, yeah. So if they've never seen those two uh, full mount the full mounted moose. It's now, pretty awesome to see. Wasn't this Judy's uh, uh, Judy's baby? Dr. Judy Silverberg yep. uh, started this event 30-plus years ago wow. as, an, as an Earth Day celebration. Oh, and that's it, right. That's right. Yep, yep. And it just grew from there and grew and grew and grew. And, I, you know, we're at, we're at capacity, you know, in regards to this event for exhibitors and, man, attendees. I mean, folks say, well, why would you bring it to the fairgrounds or do something like that? Well, that kind of, you know, we want it here. We want people to know. Yep, it's it's your fishing game department that brings you this, and and we're here for the public. Yep, yeah, you're right. Taking it to a, a bigger venue might logistically add more attractions, but it kind of blurs the identity a little bit. It certainly does. Yeah, yeah I agree. And it, you know, we want to make sure that you know our brand is there. People know that you know they came to the fishing game, and this is what they saw. You know, we want to be that approachable to our public. Yep. No, well, absolutely. Well, that's cool, and I'm sure we'll probably uh, get you back on to chat about it as we get closer, and, um, and you've honed down the weather forecast. Yeah, I'll have it tuned up a little bit more. Cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it's, right now it's a little early. Uh, that's okay. We can count on you for that. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Mark, as always, appreciate the time and looking forward to it, as always. And, and like you, I'm champing at the bit. A couple yeah, of ready. years off, man. I want back. Yeah, me too. I appreciate your time. All right, we'll talk. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, Mark. Mark Beauchene, New Hampshire Fish and Game Department. Uh, again, Discover Wild New Hampshire Day after a two-year COVID-induced hiatus. Back on the calendar, Saturday, April 16th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the grounds of the Fish and Game Department, 11 Hazen Drive in Concord. It is absolutely, positively free. Hmm. And you can park at the Department of Transportation parking lot, Department of Safety parking lot, uh, the uh, New Hampshire Supreme Court parking lot, anywhere in there. Uh, basically, as Mark said, Eastside Drive to... Uh, um, uh, Loudon Road is shut down um, that Hazen Drive spot nice. so just get in there and park and if, if gates open at 10 um, I would suggest you get, find yourself parking space about 9.30 um, and just get right in there so I used, I used to live down in uh, actually on Eastside Drive mm. and uh, got during the Loudon races the NASCAR oh, yeah. races oh, yeah. Ugh, it was a nightmare I didn't even try leaving home yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> See, I used to cover the Loudon races. Um, yeah, yeah. And I drove there once. Yeah. Then called Joe Brigham and would take helicopter. <laughs> I would fly. It's a over much that. better idea. It was a much better yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. But the problem was, I would they would set you down in the infield, and there were always people there with the cameras, and I'd get out of the chopper. And they're like, "Who's he?" Oh, he's nobody. I'm like, well, thank you. Thank you. Nice. My mother doesn't agree with you. Uh, 8.42 <laughs> is the time. We'll take a quick break. Back with more after this.
47, Joan Jack. Hate myself for loving you. Do you remember her first band? No. Hmm? Just trivia. Uh, the Runaways. Oh, okay. Cherry Bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, playing guitar. Yep. And Lita Ford, uh, wow. killer guitarist. Yeah. Uh, Lita and Joan were the two driving guitar uh, uh, players in uh, The Runaways. Huh. Uh, 70, 77, I think. Uh, around there i mean so before the bangles before the other girl bands yep uh but they got hassled uh the the macho male dominated rock bands are going bunch of dumb girls playing guitars right. but joan jett and lita ford can rail on oh, the guitar yeah. they can play mm-hmm. but uh, some of the material was you know kind of cheesy schlocky yeah. and di- didn't get any props yeah. but joan survived that not, not that any men's songs are cheesy well no no god god forbid no uh 12 in front of nine o'clock um and the oscar goes to the academy awards board of governors set to decide the fate of will smith's oscar um and and i'm looking at that's the main headline um this 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 whole thing is just uh, the death knell for the oscars okay uh let's see hollywood insider Psychologists give insight into Will Smith's violent reaction. Uh, woke columnists claim Will Smith Oscar's slap exemplifies anti-black system. Sure. Okay. Uh, Will Smith's Chris Rock slap perpetuates stereotypes about the black community, says NBA legend. And if that's not bizarre enough, O.J. Simpson addresses <laughs> Will Smith's slap of Chris Rock. Wow. How low on the on the <laughs> <laughs> on the food chain, you have to go to have O.J. Simpson weigh in on this. <laughs> right. uh, Jim Carrey rails against spineless Oscars crowd for their applauding Will Smith. Outraged parents speak up about Will Smith slapping. Uh, how Will Smith reflects a smackdown culture. I'm like, oh. wow. I mean, nobody cares about the Oscar. <laughs> right. It's the slap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And you saw the picture of him laughing. Mm-hmm. At the Chris Rock bit, right? Until he saw Mum do an eye roll, like uh, I didn't think that was funny. Then all of a sudden, indignation. Yeah. But she's embarrassed him how many times publicly? Mm-hmm. Said, that, "Oh, our marriage is open. Right? I have no problems with it. Mm-hmm. You do, but I'm okay." She, she, no. And now, now you want to step up and say, "I'm the man of the house." I'm like, wow. They can't. They can't take his Oscar away. I, I just don't don't believe they would. Because especially past couple of Oscars, they've been screaming about diversity. He mm-hmm. finally wins one for, for male lead. Uh, anti-black, that's what you're doing. Now that's going to outweigh everything. Yeah. It's like, okay. I did not see the um, the the um, the movie. Uh, he was... Oh, yeah. The, the, the King Sisters. Richard. Or... Yeah, King Richard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't... Uh, Richard Williams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't see the movie. I hear that he was good in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. You know, well, that's that's great. <laughs> but um, no, no. You can't... Uh, you can't do that and then, you know, be the be the man of the house, win an Oscar, then have it taken away. Well, the other thing is, I mean, how many... You know, I get that, you know, there was an altercation directly at the awards... But, I mean, you know, that would just start a chain reaction where the Academy would look at every deed that every actor has done and say, well, you know, should we really be celebrating a person that did X? And, I know. You know, I mean, well, it's, well, just, it's, it's opening Pandora's box. Welcome to the, um, welcome to the woke Well, that's culture. true, yeah. That's, I mean, that's where we are. Yeah. 
look at Walt Disney. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, Disney would be rolling over in his grave over Disney's wokeness. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but that's where we are now. Nothing is anybody's fault anymore. Right. My life sucks because of you. Yeah, exactly. And everybody, yeah. everybody's a victim now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a victim. If if I can pin all my mistakes on you, <laughs> yeah. I'm as pure as the driven snow. It's easy. Yeah. And and people embrace that and they go, "You're right." Now, don't you feel better? Yeah. yeah. I'm lying through my teeth, but I feel better. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we're just not really lined up with reality. Not at all. And and. It just and if we try to talk reality, people, oh, you're one of them, aren't you? Yeah, what? right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, that's the part that infuriates me the most. Yeah, is that, you know, it's like you try to just speak rationally, and oh, you know, you're, you're, you must be one of the people that's trying to silence everyone. It's like, no, yeah, I'm yeah, just trying no. to have a rational conversation with you. No, people say, oh, you know, First Amendment. Well, that that applies to me, no, yeah. but not you. Right. How does that work? Yeah. Um, some kid um, refused to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm. refused to say it blah 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 and said i was harassed and apparently uh the teacher that made him uh that, that said you know what do you leave the country you know what are you a commie mm-hmm. we pledge of allegiance yep I, I don't have to uh he sued she ended up paying the student ninety thousand dollars <laughs> okay now it is his first amendment right but really okay yeah. So, uh, well, that's the other thing. I mean, everything's just so out of proportion with reality. I know. You know, it's like, do you really need to pay 90000 like, like, what is that going to do for the kid? You know? Is he really going to use it on therapy or something? Or is he just going to buy a bunch of video games or something? Uh, probably give Hunter Biden some of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just, I don't know. Uh, but, um, yeah, the Oscars should be thrilled because nobody's paying attention to the crappy show. Um, they're, they're only yeah. talking about Will Smith. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So look over here. Good. Good. There good still tissue. are some people I've seen that, that thought it was still an act, like a very elaborate act. Oh, and you have people, uh, experts in the industry that said, yeah, "Oh, body language." Co- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all choreographed. <laughs> yeah, you could yeah, tell. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. I just love the people they pull out of the woodwork of these things. You know, it's, just, it's like these people that literally live for like three moments of their yeah. life. Yeah, they have no career like, oh, until finally. something like this happens. Yeah, the celebrity body. <laughs> Movement activist. I know. Uh, it reminds me of uh, Joey Tribbiani in uh, Friends. Mm. Uh, somebody said, wow, you got great hands. You want to be a hand model? <laughs> All of a sudden, he was looking at everybody's hands. Going, I could be, I'm a hand model. Huh? huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go away, Joey. I know. Uh, some guy, a New York man, bicycled to all 50 states, reached Florida, inspired others, and lost 30 pounds. Well, yeah. If you're going to pedal, <laughs> of course you're going to lose 30 pounds. Right. Um, okay. But how many people have the time? <laughs> Bike across the entire nation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the time or the money. Yeah. Um, well, these days, probably quite a few. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. You lost 30 pounds. Was, okay. Yeah. It's, it's a great story. But, um, uh, okay. Jeannie's back. I'll be gone. Uh, I'm going to pedal uh, the country. Yeah, right, yeah. I'll phone in. Yeah. I'll be back in four months. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> uh, but, you know, hey, if you if you have the time and the wherewithal and you say, you know, damn it, I want to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go for it. You know, if you don't have responsibilities. Yeah. If you live on your own or, you know, you have people that are supporting it. And... If you're going to do it, uh, write this on your handlebars. one 
299-3151. That's <laughs> yeah. the studio line here. Yeah. Call in. Yeah. Say, hey, Update us. I'm in Amarillo. Yeah. How are you? Great. Yeah. You know, we'll get you a sponsor. That's yeah, exactly. Fine. Happy to do it. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I know. So, yeah, I just, but O.J. Simpson is weighing in on the slap. O.J. <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> you know. You have to wonder like, what Will Smith thinks, you know, when he reads that. Like, O.J. Simpson is yeah. weighing in on the And the fact that slap. O.J. has been searching for Nicole's killer on all the golf courses in the country, mm-hmm. uh, th- that he took the time to weigh in. Yeah. What, what a humanitarian gesture. Well, he's 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 the really the real hero. Yeah. You yeah. know? See? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Just overcoming that adversity of, you know. What's the difference between O.J. and you or me, uh, the, his legal team? Uh, we know yeah. where you and I would be. Yeah. You know, in Chico Federal Penitentiary. Uh-huh. Um, not on the golf course. No. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just I don't know. I part of me wonders if they if they actually if it was planned specifically just to get some kind of interest in the Oscars. Well, but, you know. Okay, but but uh, what's his name? Jesse uh Smollett, mm. the the uh actor in Chicago mm-hmm. that uh said he was beat up uh, in a hate crime. Yeah. Well, then we found out he paid the guys oh, to yeah, beat yeah, him yeah. up. Right. He lied through his teeth. Uh-huh. But the district attorney dismissed the charges, mm-hmm. and everyone went, "What? No!" He, the guys admitted that he paid them because he wasn't happy with his contract on the show. Mm-hmm. So he wanted a bigger part, more money. So he did the hate crime to play the. Okay. Then he finally got caught. Now he's going to jail. Now they're screaming racism. It's like, okay, that was a staged thing. He got caught, yeah. and people go, oh, that's wrong. What? <laughs> I know. I, I, oh. Yeah. The level of like brainwashing is just Oh, my God. The stuff. Horrifying. It used to be black and white. You do this, you do the time. Right. Hello. Yep. But now, again, everybody's a victim. Yeah. Everybody's a victim. I don't get it. Except that wouldn't work with us. I'd, I'd say I'm a victim. White privilege. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've lost. Right. Just because you said it. Obviously, that means you're right and I'm wrong. Right. It's just... Uh, yeah. That's why I love talking to my dogs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I usually win. Usually win the usually, argument. Yeah. So is that a rare occasion. Yeah. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yeah, you got a point. Uh, okay. 8.57 is the time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next hour, uh, Jess, uh, Henniker Farm and Country Store. Um, we've got uh, Jeff from the U.S. Marshal Service. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, John Harrigan. Up in the North Country, assuming John's shoveled out uh, up on the hill. Uh, see what he's uh, uh, see what he's doing. What if they still have snow? They still have snow up there, you oh, think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, I used to get up there for fishing uh, because salmon fishing opens uh, Friday. Friday, yeah. Um, but you can't. The ice up on First Lake, First Connecticut Lake, Second Lake, Third Lake, no, it's still yeah. foot, foot anyway. Wow. Uh, it'll be late april uh, huh. early may before you can get up there Jeez, yeah but it's good because by then the black flies are out down here but not they're not there. up there yeah. so you've got a little window yeah, that's nice which is which yeah. is kind of cool so, mm-hmm. um yeah take one and uh we'll uh, do a little musical interlude up to news back on the other side with more on news talk 99.7 wntk am 1490 fm 98.9 wuvr
that was the last 45 that I ever got. No? Yep. It was a uh, white label. It had no uh, no writing on it, no printer. It <laughs> was a rush just to get it out. Yep. Uh, Bowie and Jagger uh, doing Dancing in the Street. <laughs> and I've, I don't even remember how I got it, um, but I ended up selling it, made some money on it. It was yeah. a, a collectible, yep. you know. Uh, yeah, that was 80, 85, 86, last 45. Because by then, you know, we were into cassettes. cassettes. Yeah. You know, that was, a, that was a big deal. Yeah. So, oh, uh, well, uh, Dow, um, Dow doing okay. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, we're on a five-day roll right now. I don't really under, understand that, <laughs> just based on everything that's been going on. Uh, well... Wall Street doesn't focus on today. Wall Street focuses on tomorrow, next week, next month. Mm. And oil just dropped below $100 a barrel. Oh, did it? So that's good. That is good. They're still talking Ukraine uh, peace, maybe, kind of, we're not sure. I mean, it does seem like, not that I'm, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Optimistic? No, well, you know, not not that I think that it's going well, but you know, it it seems like it's kind of at a stalemate, more or less. You know, so it seems like things have kind of quote unquote calmed down, if that makes sense. Well, in a yeah, but in, horrible way. On paper, it's David and Goliath. I mean, it's Russia, right? And Ukraine, yeah, you know, and Ukraine's whooping them, mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> yeah. like whoa, yeah, um, and Putin. You know, it's supposed to be rolling the tanks and the planes and every and bombing civilians, which is a big no-no. Right. So the world's string against them, and they're not winning. Yeah. I'm like, um, okay, this is like a slap in the teeth to the, the, their big. I think the I think it also makes the world look at Russia in terms of you know like what what they're actually capable of. Well, you know, you I know. mean, if this was just supposed to be a cakewalk, and you know, three days later, that's it. The country's taken over, and they're still struggling a month in. But and, then Putin's saying, "Don't think about pushing NATO anywhere close. We got nukes." Yeah. Okay. There's the uh, right. Right. Yeah. Okay, Woody. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that really is the only thing that they have that's I know troublesome. I know. But uh, no, some of the things. I mean, un, uh, um, unemployment, lowest it's been in, mm. in a while. Uh, that's also true. Down. Yeah. So I mean, and you've got the Fed stepped in. It was talking about. Um, introducing six 25 uh, basis points uh, increases yep. uh, just in 2022 and three more in 2023 to get a, a handle on inflation. Mm-hmm. So Wall Street says, okay, that's positive. Yep. Employment's down. Oil's coming down. Okay, this is all looking good. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, a week ago today, Dow was down 449 points. Yeah. Last Thursday... It was up 349. Last Friday was up 153. Monday was up 94.65. Yesterday it was up 338 points. Wow. So we're on a roll. What's it at right now? 36? Uh, today, it closed, let's see, it closed yesterday at, um, it closed at uh, 35. Uh, 35,372.26. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah. It's yeah, like, I mean, we're only like a thousand points off the all-time high, so. Yeah, it's looking looking okay. Yeah. So, that, huh. that's that's good. Yeah. Um, it could be worse, but. <sighs> it could always be worse. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Sad but true. Um, and, and again, I'm looking at uh, a whole bunch of websites. And again, it's Will Smith thing. <laughs> uh, and the one I love 
is Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I love Ricky. Did you see when he hosted and he just yeah. destroyed everybody? The whole thing and and <laughs> I have appropriated one of his lines. Mm-hmm. I do give him credit for it, but to me, it's a gem. And his line was, "Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right." <laughs> Very true. And, uh, yes. Yeah. And he's standing in front of the Hollywood crowd, going, "Oh yeah, 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 boo!" Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's what we've been saying all yeah. along. Yeah. Um, That's why I, I love the fact that he just does not care at I love all. It. He's got a drink in his hand. He goes, yeah. oh, yeah, please, if they were doing a movie on ISIS, you have your agent calling them. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, yes, that's what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. All the beautiful people patting right. themselves on the back, yeah. talking about how tough life is because I've got the nanny and I've got a trainer in the house at 4 o'clock in the morning because my close-up is at 7 and I've got to have my hair done. Yeah, we all have those damn yeah. problems. <laughs> right. Jeez, uh, no, I love Ricky because uh, yeah, yeah he really just destroys, mm-hmm. um, and he's just mocking the whole meltdown thing yeah. because he produces the British version of The Office, yep. and he's included stuff in the script uh, of the characters in the in that feature in in, uh, in the UK about why yeah, his that guy's wife must not be happy, must be a bad family life. And taking back slaps right. the whole thing. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Did you ever see, uh, he, he started in a movie called The Invention of Lying. Did you ever see that? Yes, yes. That was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I am a huge Anglophile. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Blackadder, love Blackadder. Yep. Are You Being Served? I have all of them. Um, um, oh, what's your name? Uh, Hyacinth Bouquet. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it just uh, and absolutely fabulous. Um, all the Britcoms because yeah. their their humor is so droll. Yeah, uh, it's pointed, it's sharp, but nobody walks away offended. You just laugh at it because it's so absurd. Mm-hmm. But that's the object of humor, right? And and the Brits get it, mm-hmm. and we don't. No, you take British stuff and play it here, and they're like, oh. Um, and actually, um, apropos of that, there's a uh, Blackadder. You've seen the Black uh, Rowan Atkinson mm-hmm. series. Um, there's one where he's the uh, uh, butler to the prince um, um, and they're at the theater and some actors are coming to visit the prince he said oh by the way never say the word Macbeth in uh, the theater I said, well, why uh, it brings them bad luck and you have to say the Scottish play don't don't ever call it Macbeth <laughs> and so these two buffoon actors come in and they're saying quoting lines from some theater production and Blackadder says, oh, that's from Macbeth. And they're, ah! And, and they cross themselves, they bless, and they say, what are you doing? Uh, it's a theater tradition. You never say the word that. What, Macbeth? Ah! Bah, 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 bah. It's, really? Every time I say Macbeth, you have to, ah! And, and he just does it so absurdly. Mm-hmm. And, and somebody raised the point that at the Oscars that evening, somebody had mentioned the word Macbeth. <laughs> And somebody said off air, uh, oh my God, something is going to go wrong tonight. You can't say that. And now they're blaming the Will Smith debacle on the fact that somebody said Macbeth. <laughs> I'm like, great. are you kidding me? <laughs> now, a, I, did see, I did see a story that I did like. I'm going to read this in a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fugitive Flamingo, seen on a Texas coast 17 years after escaping a Kansas City zoo. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. That story to me makes sense. Yep. Where the hell's the flamingo been for 17 years? <laughs> now it's escaped Kansas, and now it's... How do they know that's the flamingo? 
Cross country trip. I know. Yeah. Wait a minute. Macbeth. Macbeth. <laughs> Jeez. Nine fifteen is the time. Oh man. Oh man. Could we blame the show on Will Smith? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yep. Uh, it's not our fault. No. We'll be back. <laughs> Jess, put the drink down. Time to go to work. <laughs> oh, my coffee will stay right in my uh, hand. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is back with us from the Henniker Farm and Country Store, Route 114 North in Henniker, 03242. Uh, how you doing, kiddo? I'm doing good. How are you? Living the dream, as usual. You know, Jeannie's in Florida working on her tan. Oh, uh, is that where she is? What a lucky duck. Yeah, well, she's back tomorrow. She didn't want to come back until the temperature went over 32. <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. There are days. I'm with you. So what's what's going on with you? Um, well, yesterday was a fun day for Kelly, Dad, and I. We went and toured um, a new family grower in Townsend, Mass. Uh, it's very small, 100% family, uh, great, great place to deal with that we're going to be getting a lot of our new, um, some new vegetables and flowers and perennials from. Ooh. So we're pretty excited. We brought back some with us yesterday. So we have some uh, really great smelling grape hyacinths and some mini daffodils uh, start brightening up um, inside your house. We brought back some tulip bulbs in pots, some, daffod- some bigger daffodils in pots, uh, some pansies, pansy window boxes that I actually got one and put it on my dining room table to bring in some color. So it's starting. I'm wow. getting excited. You know, and I, I really give you a lot of credit about this because a lot of people talk the game local, but you really go out and find the local. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this this new company, um, they're just, yeah, the father, his son, and his daughter-in-law are the are the big players there. They have a few other women in the office that do marketing and, and they're all the other bookkeeping and stuff. Um, and then they have a few other workers there. We went and met them yesterday, and they were just super nice, super laid back. Um, it makes them beautiful. They're about quality of their products, not the quantity. Yep. So that's what we really like because quality means everything well, uh, when you're growing. So, so. so what does it mean to, to somebody who comes by your place uh, and picks up some local um, flats uh, of you know cucumbers or tomatoes? That are, that are raised local as opposed to the truck that comes in from Nebraska and, you know, drives cross-country and says, hey, there's still petunias. What's the difference? Right. So all of our local people, especially this, this new family we're dealing with, the King family, um, they harden everything off. 
So their perennials that they're already hardened off are perfectly fine if we wanted to, if we wanted to get them in you know this weekend you can go outside and you can plant them most other places you actually have to harden them off and acclimate them to our cold temperatures um so by having them local they're already hardy they have a great start they're not they don't over fertilize um with their annual vegetables and flowers a lot of companies will pump the fertilizer to them because yep. it grows them super fast um and they get color super quick but the the opposite side of that is if the consumer then doesn't pump them with fertilizer too, they actually will have a dip and they just won't be as healthy um, because the consumer is not fertilizing them at a heavy rate that the growers are. Um, we have one grower that does that, and we here actually start acclimating them to not be fertilized every single day. We fertilize them every few days. That way, when they get home to the consumer, most people, they, they don't give them fertilizer every day or every other day. Right. So we acclimate them to that. So if you don't, they will still be perfectly fine and healthy. And these local growers, this new family, um, they only fertilize them every few days so that they grow healthier. Um, just like pumping antibiotics and hormones to livestock to have them grow faster so we can butcher them faster. Yep. It's just not healthy. So... Um, Wow. So I was really happy with them, and I'm really excited to uh, start dealing with them this year. Okay, so the the uh, snow is gone in the front yard. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I can see where the dogs went to the bathroom in December, January, and February. <laughs> yeah. um, I see the mole uh, trenches and the pushed-up dirt, but yep. the, the, the uh, frost is still in the ground. So what can, yep. I, what can I do to the lawn right now? Well, you can you can put down lime, but where there's still frost, it's going to be hard for anything to absorb down into it. Um, so if you want to just be proactive to have it on hand until Mother Nature warms up a little bit, um, we do have Bonides Molex that works great for moles and voles. Um, we have Bonides Ant Flea and Tick Killer that's also great. It also kills grubs as well um, that you can put then put down um, to help repel all those nasty bugs you don't want. Um, but those are good. You can you can put lime down, but I mean it still should wait until the ground warms up a little bit, so it'll actually absorb the nutrients instead of it just sitting right on top. Okay, all right. Because mm-hmm. you know, it, we're getting there. If, though. if I can see the lawn, I want to get going. Yep. Oh yeah. A lot of people do. It's still a little early. I mean, the, like you said, the ground is still frozen. Yep. It's still yep. a little early for grass seed. Yep. So. But, so we're getting we're getting there, but um, I just was out this past weekend pruning my perennial beds. So you can definitely um, start pruning pruning your perennials back if you haven't already. Got it. Um, this is going to be great for that. Great time for that. So you can still do do stuff outside and get everything ready. And you're okay with supply wise with lime and fertilizers and stuff. Uh, fertilizers theoretically are supposed to be in by the weekend, so we'll see once they get here. Okay. Um, but lime, yes, we have plenty of lime. Okay, cool. Uh, and you are open when when. Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, Saturday, 8 to 5, and Sunday, 9 to 1. Got it. And you're there all seven days, right? Yeah, no. (laughs) Monday through Friday. All right. Go see Jess, Henniker Farm and Country Store, Route 114 North in Henniker, and I will be over there today or tomorrow. Sounds good. I'll see you then. All right, kiddo. Bye-bye. All right. See you, Peter. 926 is the time. Going to take a break. We're going to shift gears and check in with the U.S. Marshals right after this.
931 is the time. You hear bad boys, you know. Time for Jeff White, the U.S. Marshal Service, District of New Hampshire. Morning, Jeff. Hey, good morning. How are you? Great. Hey, were you uh, were you and Brandon down in Henniker that day? Uh, oh, my gosh. Did that happen? Yes, we were. That's what I thought. Okay. I was trying to figure out why you two guys were together, and he was tr- trying to be- beat you up to buy him coffee. And then I heard about the uh, arrest, and I went, aha! That's always the case, isn't it? You know, he's always trying to get a free meal, free coffee. He never has a credit card, never has cash. It's just a standard branded story. We're kind of used to it. <laughs> wow. Well, congrats on that. But you also got, um, oh, wow, it was a banner week this week so far. Yeah, so uh, last week was that uh, Stephen Cottle guy. He was wanted out of North Carolina on uh, probation violations on an underlying. It was an assault with a knife. He actually, I believe, from what I understand, heard he had stabbed his brother during an argument so uh he had been on the run for a little bit i think it was uh two and a half years on the run out of north carolina and he was uh hiding out up here in henniker trying to uh just live his life up here but of course uh we caught up to him so that was good and then uh we started out the week really strong this week uh monday uh we'll just call that insanity with the uh the num- the amount of work that we had to do so it was definitely a good start wow uh we started uh, Monday with uh, James Canney. We had featured him back at the end of February. He was wanted on a couple of warrants, uh, both a probation violation out of Rockingham County and a parole violation, both for narcotics cases. Uh, we had dealt with him before. He had taken off on us in a vehicle before, I want to say probably two or three years ago. And uh, nothing has changed in his mindset. Uh, we tried to stop him in Manchester, and he decided to keep going. Uh, luckily, we had a large contingency of Manchester Police Department who were fantastic, uh, and uh, we were able to get him stopped and take him into custody. So uh, in addition to his probation violation and parole violation, now he has uh, operating after being deemed habitual offender and disobeying a police officer. So Oof. additional charges that he has to worry about. So wow. more jail time, most likely. Yep. Uh, finished up with that. We uh, went down to Pelham to help out our counterparts in Massachusetts who are working uh, with Mass State Police and Haverhill Police on a gentleman that was wanted for a, a kind of a, a very serious case. Uh, three counts of a rape of a child with force and two counts of indecent assault and battery on a person over age 14. So really serious cases on a 53-year-old male. Uh, uh, we did some surveillance down there, saw him leave the residence. We uh, Followed him for a little bit, requested some help from Pelham PD, and, of course, uh, our person we're looking for stopped for their morning coffee, which helped us out, and took him into custody without any issues. Uh, Trying to do the right thing, uh, we saw somebody else in the vehicle, said, hey, we can give him his property. And he he wanted, yeah, it's my son, you can give him my property, no problem. Uh, But then the son provided a false name, and he was actually the other son who had a warrant, so... Oh, Actually, had two warrants, so he got arrested <laughs> too. So wow, um, it, and, and it didn't stop. Oh no! You think all right, that's enough. That, <laughs> that's a great start to a Monday. That's three arrests by eight thirty in the morning. Okay, not bad. So a little while later, around noontime, we get a call from our uh, counterparts in Vermont, and they had some information that somebody that had sconded from a halfway house here in New Hampshire was currently sitting in Veterans Park in Manchester. Uh, <laughs> should be distinguishable stands out he always wears tie-dyed sneakers and he's known as tie-dye affectionately <laughs> well of course uh, we sent some people over there and uh spot the tie-dye sneakers pretty quickly as you would imagine yeah and uh, took mr uh, douglas allen into custody on a supervised release violation 
He was on supervised release uh, federally for uh, an armed bank robbery uh, back several years ago in Vermont. So, uh, you know, pretty dangerous guys uh, all around, and glad we got them all off the street on Monday. Uh, It's pretty much a shutdown for the rest of the week. We don't need to do anything, I think. Wow. Wow. Uh, Boy, you know, uh, you should be so lucky to have starts to all your weeks like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to start the week, and uh, we're currently out working something else, and maybe I can call you back with an update on that. We'll see. Okay, so, uh, wow. Hopefully uh, we'll have some more good news, or at least a press release coming out shortly. Well, uh, it, now is, is this going to uh, be contingent on whether or not you have to buy Brandon coffee? Oh, no. I don't okay. even know where Brandon is. Today. Okay, we, okay. We, we didn't even invite him. It's safety first. We don't like to bring him out all the time. Okay, all right, fine. No, that's, that's good. Yeah. Well, you need to take him out for an airing every once in a while. Yeah, we just kind of air him out and yep. then put him back in there you you know, where he's supposed to be. That's it. All right. So how about the future of the week this week? Oh, future of the week. Oh, we have one of those, actually. Yes, we do. I, I totally forgot. We do. Uh, this week we're looking for Joel Francis Barlow Jr. He is wanted on parole violations, and uh, he's on parole for four, uh, four different charges of narcotics cases and one theft case. Ooh. He's a 34-year-old white male, five foot six, 130 pounds, has blue eyes and black hair. Uh, both of his arms are fully sleeved with tattoos, but most distinguishable, we have a neck tattoo that says Tina, T-E-E-N-A. Okay. And on his left hand, he has Mom. And on his right hand, he has the name Lillian. Both ears are pierced. We have a couple of good photos. One is your mean mug shot yep. uh, from, I believe, the state prison. And then we have uh, the comfortable, casual tank top look uh, with a lot of the tattoos showing. And uh, he was living up in Maconey, New Hampshire, but he does have ties down to uh, Manchester. So take a look at the photo. Hopefully somebody recognizes him and can give us a call. All right. And who's the case agent? Case agent on this is Deputy U.S. Marshal Goffin. And you can reach out at the main number at 603-225-1632. We'll go right on the poster, and there's a couple of links. One says web tip. That'll send us an anonymous email. Or you can text the word NHTIP followed by any information to the phone number tip 411 sweet wow man busy week for you it's not bad considering it's only wednesday so uh, you know halfway through the week almost all right and uh been very 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 busy and it never seems to stop so we'll keep going well i hope that uh, some of our listeners uh, have helped you uh point you in the right direction well i hope so too and i uh, hope it keeps happening we've uh, really been blessed with that and we'll keep doing it all right keep our number close you know where to find me Sounds good. I appreciate it, Peter. Have a great day. All right, Jeff. See ya. Jeff White, U.S. Marshal Service, uh, District of New Hampshire. Wow. Arrest, 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 arrest. Bang. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, man. Oh, and you, oh yeah, we, we've chased this guy before. They know these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they catch them. How frustrating is that? That's your job. You catch them, and, and their job is to catch them because they're you know on the run. Right. And then they get put in jail. And then released, and they're out doing it again. Yeah. And I said, have you had guys come up to you and go, hey, hey, Jeff, haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I know. Come on, get in the cruiser. You know? <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't wow. doubt it. I mean, you probably do develop a sad rapport yeah, with some that's of these people. Yeah. Man, wow. 9.39 is the time. Taking a break. Back with more. How you doing out there? You ever seen there one of those days where it just seems like everybody's getting on your case from your teacher all the way down to your best girlfriend? Well, you know, I used to have them just about all the time, but I found a way to get out of it. Let me tell you about it. Sitting in the classroom, thinking it's a track. 
legendary Cub Coda and Brownsville Station. 1970, 72, 73. <laughs> um, a lot of Motley Crue did a version of this in the 80s. Um, and a lot of people thought that was the original. No, it wasn't. They they covered what Brownsville Station did. Um, and that was the, the real Rocky version. But, I mean, Crue did their own spin on it. I mean, having Tommy Lee pounding on the drums. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Come on. That, that, that works. 945 is the time. Um, if you're looking for something to do, this weekend, um, Saturday specifically, um, I would encourage you to do this. And you may not know anybody involved. doesn't matter. Um, in past years, I have had the honor of being the uh, master of ceremonies for many of these events, uh, deployment ceremonies for the New Hampshire National Guard. Mm. I had to defer on this one. Uh, they asked me. I had uh, previous conflict could, could not attend um but i'm telling you it is um it is it is humbling to be there um this um this saturday concord high school gymnasium um a ceremony begins at uh, 10 o'clock and it is uh two elements of the new hampshire national guard uh, are going to be deployed uh, members of the 197th field artillery brigade and the 1986th Contingency Contracting Team are going to be uh, deploying to the Middle East in support of Operations Inherent Resolve and Operation Spartan Shield. About 130 soldiers from Headquarters and Headquarters Battalion, HHB, 197th FAB, and three members of the 1986th will go to Fort Bliss, Texas after the uh, deployment ceremony for pre-mobilization training before departing overseas. Many of the soldiers who are deploying uh, were activated um, uh, in the COVID crisis in New Hampshire, having supported pandemic relief operations across the state, and uh, those units are based in uh, Manchester and Pembroke. Although foreign combat operations have ended in Iraq and Afghanistan, the U.S. remains committed to maintaining peace and stability in the Middle East. Iran continues to sow violence and remains a significant challenge to Mideast stability. Multiple terrorist groups continue to operate in the region, threatening peace more broadly. The 197th will serve as the field artillery headquarters for the U.S. Army Central Command, or CENTCOM, which includes Jordan, Syria, Qatar, and Kuwait. It will work with partner nations, conducting joint exercises and cultural exchanges. It will also be prepared to support joint and multinational field artillery missions in support of unified land operations as well as operate and maintain radar systems to protect coalition forces. It is the brigade's fourth deployment to the Middle East since 2004. In 2000, 2011, um, I embedded with members of the uh, 197th in Kuwait. Uh, there were six bases uh, in Kuwait um, that members of the units were deployed to, and uh, I did a live radio show. <laughs> uh, at all six bases. Really? And um, it was phenomenal. And they had been there about mm, six or seven months mm. by the time I got there. And um, I was staying at Camp Arifjan, which is the big main base, mm -hmm. and then went out to Bering and to the other. Uh, and it, it's desert. I mean, it's flat out yeah. desert. Yeah. Um, and uh, six months into, six, seven months into their deployment, um, you know, you're running around the base trying to do PT. Uh, they have stacks of bottled water. I mean, you survive on that stuff. Yeah. 
Um, and, and they make it as comfortable. The chow is great. The recreation is available. But I mean, you're in the middle of a desert. You know, okay? <laughs> and so six months, seven months into it, here comes a radio guy from New Hampshire. Right. Going, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> and they're like, whoa, you haven't forgotten us. Oh, yeah. man, couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And hey, we're going to do a radio show. So, you know, the, your peeps back in New Hampshire can hear you. Like, oh, yeah. And it was a big morale boost. Yeah, and it was, it was a blast. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the biggest thing uh, that I have, um, um, I was presented, I was at uh, uh, Ali Al-Salim Air Force Base. Uh, they had elements of the 197th there. Mm-hmm. And um, the colonel, um, after we did the show, uh, the colonel uh, came up to me with his command and said, um, we typically present guests um, with a flag, uh, an American flag that flew over the base. Mm-hmm. And he said, but we're not going to do that for you. You're a New Hampshire guy. We're presenting you with a New Hampshire flag that flew over this base. Wow. I have that in my uh, uh, office at home in the flag. Yep. It's like, yeah. He, he said, we've never done this before. <laughs> this is the first New Hampshire flag, but you're one of ours. Wow. Wow. Humbled. Yeah. Um, it, it's just so cool to see these kids. Um, and for many of them, this is the first time they've been out of New Hampshire. Right. You know, and, right. and they're half a world away. Yeah. And uh, if you can make one of these deployment ceremonies, uh, you're proud. You just, you don't know any of the kids personally. Mm-hmm. I do know some of them. I know some of the families over the years mm-hmm. having, you know, integrated myself with them. Um, so it's kind of cool. Uh, or or I'd, see a, um, I'd see a first lieutenant. And, you know, then I, Kuwait, I've been to El Salvador three times, four times. Uh, with with elements, and all of a sudden he's now a major. Hey, remember when we were in Kuwait? Yeah, how are you, man? <laughs> um, so it's kind of nice because when other media only sees them here, is one thing, but because I've embedded with them on deployments, yeah, it's like, oh, Peter, yeah, remember when we were in Kuwait? Hey, El Salvador, remember the the, the yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like, oh, you're one of us. Which is nice, yeah. Because I always get a good story, yeah. Because they let me in, sure. Because they know it's you're not going to set us up. The colonel's not going to be upset, right? It's like, whatever, yeah. whatever. So, it's a New Hampshire guy, yeah. It's, know, it's just a New Hampshire guy, guy coming DC by saying, "Hey, I talked to your mom. She wants to make sure you say, uh, and I love my aunt and my sister." Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Mm. You know. <laughs> yeah. So you know that kind of stuff, yeah. but it's very cool. But anyway, it is this uh, this Saturday, uh, ten o'clock in the morning, Concord High School. Um, and you, you just want a feel-good story with all the crap that's going on in the world mm-hmm. uh, to actually say these kids, there are kids, um, they're getting real-world experience, and uh, you know they, they they can join the National Guard, and um, they can do the monthly training, and they can do the you know, the stuff, the thing, the thing, and they still have to go to basic training, uh, I mean real basic Army training. Um, so it's not the, the, the days of oh, National Guard, weekend warriors. Uh-uh. I have seen them in the field. Yeah. They are on par with regular Army, period. End wow. of story. Um, and, and they are all professionals. But now, it's like any training. If you're doing training um, at a uh, National Guard uh, facility in New Hampshire on weekends, okay, that's one thing. But now you're in Kuwait. Yeah. Or you're, you're, you know, you're in Jordan. Uh, or you're in Qatar. Okay, different different animal. Mm-hmm. Language, heat, uh, it's 114 degrees out there. Uh, the equipment handles differently 
in that kind of el- uh, environment yeah. than it does in New Hampshire. Right. So it's like, oh my God, what do we do? They didn't train for that. And so you have to modify, improvise, adapt. And I've watched them do it. And they're pros. And they come back and it's like, I did that. I did the deployment. But it's a whole different animal. I, because when you're home, um, the husband or the wife or the son or the daughter are gone. So now their role, somebody in the family has to make up for that. Mm-hmm. And just because they come back from a de- deployment, you don't just flip a switch saying, okay, I'm home. Everybody go back to your normal routine. It doesn't right. work that way. Yeah. You can't do it mm-hmm. because mom has stepped up or she's taken another job or ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Right. And everybody's got to reintegrate. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not as simple. And I, no, I've I talked to the chaplains yeah. because they have a chaplain relief fund um, that maybe can help families that, you know, tough mm-hmm. um but it, and the 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 leadership of the guard very cognizant of that uh to make sure that the family you don't want the soldiers worrying about the wife and my kids are they okay yeah it's snowed is somebody going to be able to plow them out and, and you try to take care of that so you do the job focus on your job don't yeah. worry about something ten thousand miles away which you have no control over mm-hmm. but uh, because of communications they can pick up the cell phone when they're not on uh, you know, and they can talk to uh, home. Right. Uh, and the USO has banks of phones in there uh, that are free, hmm. uh, so the soldiers can go in and you sign up. And okay, uh, you take uh, booth four, goes into booth four. You got twenty minutes. Yeah, bang right yep. there. So you're home. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's yeah, it kind of reminds me of when a couple of years ago when we did the uh, Operation Christmas Eve. Yeah, which was awesome. I love that. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we wanted to do it um, last year, but unfortunately, uh, the the New Hampshire element would be more than happy to do it. Yep. But because they're subordinate to the over-all-encompassing uh, unit, sure. they don't want information out there. Yeah. So it's kind of like our, our guys are going, no, no, it's Peter, and we're going to do, right. and we're not going to say where we are. And, <laughs> right, know, yeah. Uh, nope, 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 nope. We don't know him. We don't. So yeah. you have to work with various mm-hmm. elements. Yeah. You know, but we'll try it again. Yeah. But if you if you do have a chance, uh, I'm telling you, if not this deployment, another one. Uh, you will be proud of all the men and women uh, that, that uh, do their deployment. And again, they're going to leave New Hampshire. They're going to go to Fort Bliss um, for tuning up uh, advanced training uh, and prep for prior to going overseas. Then they're going to be there and they're going to be gone for 10 months. Yeah. And then they'll come back and we'll have a, uh, a welcome home ceremony, hopefully. Uh, maybe so they I always, could be the MC for that. Do they always do that in Concord? Or? Um, most of the time, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, but uh, we, the, the one that uh, I did, um, it was go- uh, John Lynch was governor. Um, we did it at the Verizon Center. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, shoe arena. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had oh my god, seven or eight thousand people there. Wow, uh, soldiers awesome. of the one ninety seventh when yep. they went to Kuwait, and it was a, it was a rock concert mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, and the thirty ninth Army Band was playing, and they were kicking the doors down, mm-hmm. and everybody was partying. Um, it was huge. That's great. It was just huge, and there were people there that didn't know any of the soldiers. But just wanted to support them and cheer them on. It's but, nice that people actually show up to those things, yeah, you know. And, no, it really is. Yeah, and it's all it's it's incredibly humbling. Yeah, and uh, uh, so I w- uh, wish the uh, uh, the units uh, heading out the best. And uh, who knows, you know, maybe maybe I'll end up going back to uh, go mid east again. You will be. Well, we'll see. <laughs> you know, 
Gene, you can go not, to Florida. Not, I can go to Kuwait. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> not not for the radio show. You're just gonna. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nine fifty six is the time. Um, wow. Yeah. We're gone. Yeah. Pretty much. No, that's okay. My servitude is complete. Busy. Yeah. Busy morning, Jeannie. In theory. Um, yes. In theory. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm gonna get a call tomorrow morning at five a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not back. Oh. If she calls me and says, can you call Matt? No, you're calling Matt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not me, girl. Uh, but somebody will be here tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, should be, in theory, Goldilocks and me. That's right. Um, and Matt will be sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> yes, we I will. appreciate you leaning in and taking Not over for problem. the team. That's good. So uh, we'll go out with some music, and we already have a request for a bumper for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we do. Got to get that done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was the last concert I went to in Foxborough. Really? The Voodoo Lounge stones voodoo lounge yep and they did this song down there loved it thanks for playing today see you tomorrow i was a butcher